My, 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 my. Here we are again, beloved. Forward by faith. Now, we have been in the series by faith since really the last Sunday of 2020. And we've been speaking towards our ability to trust in God in the midst of uncertainty. And so we're looking at these heroes of the faith in Hebrews 11 and their model of faithfulness. And we're, we're, we're patterning some of our uh, uh, responses to God after them. They showed us how to do it. And it is so important that as believers we live by faith. Here's a big idea for today's message. God is calling us to new territory as we await the Savior's assured response. Let me say that one more time. God is calling us to new territory as we await the Savior's assured return. How do you go to a place that you do not know of? How do you go to a place that you do not know of? How will you know that you've arrived if you don't even know where it is? Oh, God. The answer, beloved, real simply, is by faith. And that's, that's the essence of this entire series by faith. There are some things that we simply will not know as followers of Christ unless we function in faith. This is the faithful forward movement of Father Abraham. Abraham is teaching us by the way he lived his life how to move forward faithfully. And so I'm here to just pause and ask the question, is there anyone under the sound of my voice? You find yourself in a season of uncertainty. You don't know what to do, and as a result, you're feeling frustrated with life in general. Beloved, I'm challenging you now. By faith, you must move forward. As a church, our families, even some of our businesses, Y'all, we must continue to move forward. Abraham, father, father Abraham. Abraham enters the scene uh, in Genesis chapter 11, verse 27, where we learn about his father and his father's father. Oh, God, he travels with his father, wife, and nephew to, to to the land of Haran where they settle. And then, beloved, God speaks. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, here is the word. It says, the Lord said to Abram, he was Abram then, the Lord said to Abram, go out from your land, your relatives and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse anyone who treats you with contempt and all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. And then verse 4, the A clause blows my mind. It says, and I quote, so Abram went. 
Oh, God, I'm preaching already, beloved. The Lord God himself sovereignly selects Abram or Abraham to be an heir, the recipient of generational promises. In other words, a covenant with God. And even in 2021, beloved, we have the opportunity to be co-heirs with this same promise through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Y'all, ain't that good news? That, that we can claim the same promises that were made to Abraham as a direct result of our relationship with the Father through Jesus Christ. So in Genesis, Abram goes from call to covenant. Oh, please get that down, beloved. Get, get that down. He goes from call to covenant. The Lord pronounces a generational blessing and announces that Abram would be his man. Can you imagine, if you will, what that must have felt like for Abram? Receiving this call from God and in this call, this, this pronouncement of blessing. Uh, the Lord announces that, that you are the man. Mm. You are the one that I will do a work through your lineage, your offspring, Father Abraham. So this call from Genesis chapter 12 is picked up in our motto text of Hebrews chapter 8. I hope y'all are following me this morning, where, where, where Abram's response to God's call and covenant is documented. Look at our motto text, Hebrews 11 verse 8. It says, by faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed and set out for a place that he was going to receive as an inheritance. My God, today. See, in the same sense as recorded in Genesis 12, we read in verse, verse 4, so Abram went. Here's our first movement for uh, our message for today. Here it is. I want you to get this, beloved. Obedience is an immediate response. Oh, please get that down, beloved. Obedience is an immediate response. Response. I'm going to say it for the third time. Obedience is an immediate response. Verse 8, Hebrews 11 says, By faith Abraham, when he was called, obeyed. Genesis chapter 12, verse 4. So Abram went. <laughs> Beloved, I, I command you. For the sake of succeeding generations, to get you some went. Yeah, I, I, I said, I, I've used that before. Get you some went. W-E-N-T. Get you some went. Went to obey the call of God upon your life. Went to receive the instruction from God for your life went entrusting God's guidance over your life. Give your neighbor a high five and say, get you some went. Hmm. Y'all, we got to get some went. 
We, we have enough pontificating. We have enough discussing. We, we, we have enough reviewing. We need to get some went. And, 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 and by went, I mean that that compels you to step out on faith into God's purpose and design for your life. I'm going to say it one more time. Get you some went. The text says, when he was called obeyed, and set out for a place that he was going to receive as an inheritance. He went out even though he did not know where he was going. See, I get it. We, we want clarity. We want direction. We want a defined route. We want an itinerary that has been a very clearly laid out date by date, location by location before we even put on our clothes. But if you understand something, beloved, clarity comes with your went. Oh, God. Clarity comes with your went. It's amazing. My daughter just walked into the sanctuary a few days ago. I was riding with Simone and Nicholas, and we were rolling down 67, and the fog was dense. Simone literally asked me to stop because she couldn't see. It was an opportunity for me to teach her a lesson. See, I had to teach her that as we go, our vision improves. Oh, child of God, somebody ought to be shouting with me right there. Obedience is an immediate response. You got to get you some wind, child of God. I don't know what God is telling you. He may be telling you that you need to go and do something for his glory. You better get you some wind. It may not make sense, but as you move forward, clarity will come. I'm reminded of Luke chapter 17, those 10 lepers. Scripture is very clear. The Lord Jesus gave them a command to show yourselves to the priests. And the text says, as they what? As they went. <laughs> they were healed. Get you some went. Let me give you some examples to get you some went. First of all, uh, spend more time with God in prayer and in his word. See, then you will know his guidance over your own. One of the reasons it's unclear when we're being spoken to is because we don't spend enough time with the Lord to know his voice. Hmm, my God. And so when you spend time with God, you know that whatever his spirit is pouring into you will be in alignment with his word. You know that what he is giving you to do will be in alignment with his will, and you know that his will comes from his word. And so that helps to eliminate a lot of the confusion if we would just spend time with God and in his word. But not only that, go where you know he's sending you now. I'm preaching to somebody, go where you know he's sending you now, y'all, that calls for movement. That calls for forward progress. And church, let me talk to you for just a moment. One of the things that happens to churches, regardless of their age or size or denomination, is the temptation for complacency, the temptation to leave things as they are. 
Let me tell you something. When the Lord called Abram, the Lord said, I want you to leave everything that you know. I want you to leave that land. I want you to leave those people. And I want you to just go. And watch this. The text says, so Abram went. Church, the Lord is still calling us to go. He's calling us to go and make disciples. He's calling us to go into the highways and the byways. But he's also calling us to go to whatever the next level is for ministry. And child of God, church of God, we cannot be complacent when God is telling us to go. Oh, give your neighbor a high five and say go. Come on, say go, say go, say go. Ah, not only, obedience is an immediate response. Secondly, oh God, patience is a necessary response. Oh, get that down, beloved. Patience is a necessary response. Patience hmm, is a necessary response. Verse 9 says, By faith, he, meaning Abraham, stayed as a foreigner in the land of promise, living in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, co-heirs of the same promise. Patience is necessary, is a necessary response. Abraham was on it, but did not own it. Oh, God, I need y'all to catch that. The, the, the land was his, but the deed had not been released. Hmm. So, so what do you do until the promise is fulfilled? You wait. <laughs> oh, child of God, you wait. When you've done what the Lord has told you to do, when you've gone, when he's told you to go, when you get to the place where he's told you to be, you wait on him. Why? Because his timing is perfect. His will is perfect. He will never leave you nor forsake you, and he'll never lead you to a place that he is not going to give to. Oh, God, what do you do, Pastor Brown, uh, until the promise is fulfilled? You wait. You wait. You wait. You wait. I I want you to stack this up, beloved. You only get to the wait after you've exercised some went. (laughs) I'm preaching all to myself. You only get to the wait when you've exercised some went. Oh, and I'm talking about forward. That's what the text, that's, I mean, that's what the sermon is. Forward, forward by faith. By going forward in the commanded direction, Abraham modeled faith and patience as it was necessary. Patience, patience, patience. I need y'all to get this patience, y'all. Because oftentimes, patience is why many of us are wearing some unnecessary scars. Patience. I've said it so many times, it's, it's almost tattooed on my brain. The only thing worse than not waiting on God was wishing you had. Beloved, wait. Once you get to the place that you are sure he is calling you to, Wait. One writer has said, yet true faith is able to wait 
for the fulfillment of God's purposes in God's time. But while we are waiting, we must also be obeying. Hmm. See, some of us have been waiting on the Lord, and we're waiting with an attitude. We're waiting in bitterness. And as a result, we have this tendency to be disrespectful to our God. Waiting and obeying go hand in hand. So in the text it says that Abraham was a foreigner in a strange land. Y'all, that requires patience. They were living in tents because the land was not theirs. So understanding this principle that patience is a necessary response. When you find yourself in this posture of waiting, I want you to catch this. Recite God's promises. Go ahead, just recite them. Recite them. Because it is, it is your mind, uh, your, your, your mouth speaking them and, and your mind reviewing those promises. Recite God's promises. Remember all of the things he said. He said, I will make you great. I will make sure that everything that you desire, I will, will keep your enemies at bay. I, says the Lord, I, says the Lord. Recite God's promises. But then secondly, remember God's power. Remember, remember God's power. That's a beautiful thing to know and experience God's power for yourself. See, I can't testify for what God has done in your life, but you can. And as you, as you recite God's promises and you remember God's power, your whole being will be affirmed that wherever God has taken you, regardless of how long it takes, God is faithful to fulfill. I'm almost finished, y'all. I promise. I'm almost finished. Obedience. Obedience is an immediate response. Patience is a necessary response. And both of those are fulfilled by faith. Thirdly and finally, here it is. Assurance is the faithful response. Okay, let me, let me stack those up. Let me stack those up. Obedience is an immediate response. Patience is a necessary response. Assurance is a faithful response. Look at verse 10. Look at verse 10. We're still in the text. It says, for he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. Abraham was a stranger and a pilgrim in a foreign land. And yet his assurance was beyond the physical acquisition and reached into 
the heavenly acquisition. Abraham understood, I may not get all that the Lord has promised now, but I know that my God is faithful, and if I don't get it on this side, I get it on the other side. Do I have a witness up in here that can testify that God's will is perfect, and so is his timing, and all I got to do is be assured that God will come through. Abraham was assured. His assurance is, is a faithful response. Don't forget the big idea of our message. God is calling us to new territory as we await the Savior's assured response. We have to be assured that Jesus is coming back. But that does not absolve us from doing that that God has called us to do, conquering the territory that he's called us to conquer, fulfilling the mission that he's called us to fulfill. I'm getting happy. I'm getting happy, y'all. See, what I see here is Abraham is longing for his heavenly home, his assurance in who called him helped Abraham to long to be with the one who called him. Here's a sidebar question. Talking to you. Do you long for heaven? I'm not saying you're ready to die. That ain't what I'm saying. Calm down. No, no, no. Mm-mm. But do you long for heaven? And that's sort of what Abraham was experiencing. I'll never forget the truth. This phenomenal gospel rapper wrote this piece called Resurrection. I ain't going to rap. promise I'm not going to rap, but I'm going to read a few of the lines from this phenomenal, phenomenal song. He says, I'm homesick. This body's a tent. Heaven's where my home is. I guess, I guess it's safe to say that God's people are homeless. Y'all, we are homeless. This is not our home. There is a place that has been prepared for us. And as a result, we're able to, to trust God and his timing. That we have something beyond this to look forward to. That's what assurance is about. So when the Lord Jesus returns, it'll all be fulfilled. One writer has said, we're very shy nowadays of even mentioning heaven. We're afraid of the jeer about this pie in the sky and of being told that we are trying to escape from the duty of making a happy world here and now into dreams of a happy world elsewhere. But either there is a pie in the sky or there is not. If there is not, then Christianity is false. For this doctrine of heaven is woven into its whole fabric. If there is, then this truth, like any other, must be faced, must be embraced, must be lived. That was C.S. Lewis. Y'all, we got to be assured that God's promises will be fulfilled. Get that down. We have to be assured that God's promises will be 
will be fulfilled. The, the, the scripture, Hebrews 11, 1 says, the reality of what is hoped for. See, what I want for you, child of God, is I want for you to have some hope in some things beyond this simple stuff. Hope of something that is so majestic and powerful that only God can fulfill. Be assured that God's promises will be fulfilled. Before I get to the second one in our third point, I want to ask you, what is it that God has been speaking to you? We've been in this by faith series since the end of 2020. What is it that God is speaking to you? What is it that God is revealing to you for your life, for your family? Be assured that God's promises will be fulfilled. But then secondly and real finally, be assured that God's ways are unknown, but trustworthy. They're unknown. We can't even the slightest in our finite thinking figure God out. And so that's something Abraham had to grapple with. That's something we have to grapple with. God's ways are just unknown. We're going to talk uh, uh, the next week or so about Sarah, Abraham's wife. Now, the Lord has just promised him, you're going to have this, that, and the other. But then his wife was barren. Y'all, we can't, we can't know God's ways. But we can still trust God. And what I want for you is to believe and to trust and to hope that there is something beyond this. Have the assurance of knowing that this is not as good as it feels. Little girl was taking an evening walk with her dad. And she was kind of looking up at the stars in the sky. And she said, oh, Daddy, if the wrong side of heaven is so beautiful, what must the right side look like? And, y'all, I, and I, I need for you to be affirmed in that. This is just not as good as it gets. But if this is somewhat good, we can only imagine what the other side looks like. Obedience, patience, assurance. Now, that's our response to what God is calling us to by faith. You cannot do this in your own strength. We're going to move forward. We're going to do things we've never done before. It's going to be uneasy. But hey. In charge. Let me pray. Father, we thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much for the calling you've placed upon us, your children. Father, we want to emulate Abraham. So, Father, give us the courage to have some wind. And as we sense your calling, your unction, 
and we're able to discern your voice because we spend some time with you. When we move, Lord God, also give us some weight. Help us to, to be patient as you unfold your will according to your timing. Father, may we never lose our hope beyond what we see. And Father, may that assurance give us joy. Knowing that you're going to fulfill your promises. Yeah. We love you. We thank you. We adore you. You're so this is our prayer that we submit by faith in the name of Jesus. Amen. Right where you are, give God a little praise. Come on, come on, come on. You can do that. Come on. Mm.